0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tony Wilson, and today I'm visiting one of Melbourne's great literary couples. Don Watson and Chloe Hooper are both award-winning writers, both beautiful writers. And Chloe has recently written a book called Bedtime Story, and it's a book about Don's diagnosis with leukemia and the emotional struggle they had sharing that news with their two boys. And it's such an affecting read. It looks at the history of children's literature and the way that death has been dealt with, the way that death has touched some of the great children's authors. But today I'm talking to Chloe about COVID and the pandemic and the strain that's gone on families that are looking after people in a medically vulnerable situation. COVID roulette.
1: Stories from the Pandemic Hello, my name's Chloe and I'm an author
0: And Chloe, what an author you are I've just been reading your beautiful book, Bedtime Story Recent book just came out about your partner, your life partner's diagnosis His terrible diagnosis a couple of years ago I thought I'd talk to you on the COVID side of things of just what that's meant for yes. you as a family with COVID, even just taking us back to the start of the pandemic.
1: Look, I, I was one of those um, sort of news junkies that was, was following the story from the start in, in Wuhan. And, and quite quickly, it became clear that folk in Don's demographic were going to be uh, in trouble so I was very cautious early on and, you know, I've been thinking about what what COVID has been like for people in different places and although Australia didn't have the sort of crazy death rates that, that places in other countries have, I think, you know, the lockdowns were, were very extreme in, in this other way.
0: Yeah, they, they exacted their own toll, didn't they? That's and, right. And so... Can you tell us about the sort of treatment Don was having and and what you were trying to what you were trying to manage in the lockdowns?
1: Well, gosh, I mean it's you know, you do sort of look back at the toilet paper days, don't you, with a degree of sort of horror about what it brought out in all of us. Well, Don was at that point in he he had a diagnosis in in 2018 of a of a rare and aggressive leukemia, but he is very fortunate he went he was in remission within the that year and he is still in remission but he has all the risk you know as his oncologist was clear that even people with the kind of cancer that he had and the kind of chemo he had were uh, more at risk so, you know, and I guess at the beginning, we didn't know how COVID was transmitted. I was like kind of wiping down mail that came in, which now seems completely <laughs> insane. It was, it was all
0: the talk of droplet, wasn't it? it was droplet. That's
1: right. That's right. And you didn't know how it came. So we were kind of quarantining food and, yeah. you know, washing our hands 500 times, singing, you know, happy birthday and, and leading, a, you know, a, a really kind of strict life so there were exercise allowances did
0: you go to shops and that sort of thing or were you just doing calls online or something no we
1: did we mostly did sort of deliveries and if we if we went anywhere we were kind of masked up but i tony i mean it's i mean i'm sort of you know i look back in in a kind of horror at how vigilant i became and how how quickly Uh, i mean one there was one day when Right at the start, you know, uh, one of the uh, we love our neighbours so much, and they passed a lot. One of their kids passed a lolly through the fence a hole in the fence, to one of our kids, and I was like, "No, you can't do that." I mean, it was, you know, I, I, I guess everyone has their own sort of mental health story about what it was like. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I can join. I can join them.
0: That lolly is yours. Do you think that's you yours? the 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 low water mark (laughs) yeah i I do i I do we had a a room where the groceries were put for a little while i don't know if you did that yes yes groceries yes we did that
1: we we, you (laughs) know i made everybody come in one particular you know the laundry door and wash their hands and we yeah we everything was quarantined
0: and what with leukemia or with chemotherapy or i don't know if he was having it but when someone is in his situation, what were they saying? Don't get COVID. Why? What are the risks? When when they just throw out there that immunocompromised doesn't work? What are the actual risks?
1: Well, I mean, I guess it was just that you know his chance of um, you know death by COVID was much much higher than your average bear. Also, it you know became clear that people became significantly ill having you know, long COVID with a whole lot of health issues, which, you know, also I was keen for for him to avoid.
0: And and what about yourself? Was it was it? Did you sort of think that you were in a similar category, or did you think oh, I'll probably sail through? Uh,
1: I thought, well, I didn't think I'd sail through. I have friends who who caught COVID early on before it was possible to be vaccinated, and and they do have you know health issues. And it, it's an ongoing dilemma, isn't it? I, I was reading in the New York Times uh, yesterday that the I think the CDC calculates that one in five adults with COVID will have some long-term uh, health problem. So, you know, how we lead lives that are relatively normal and calculate, you know, where on the spectrum, what, what risk we'll tolerate seems to be a question we're going to have to live with potentially for the next very long time.
0: And it's, these are really hard public policy times, aren't they? Mm. Who would be wanting to make these decisions? Yeah. How have you gone? How have you gone with dodging it? What happened in the end? Did, did you get it?
1: Huh. Okay. So, we, um, our, our number came up about three weeks ago. The mask policy was dropped in schools, and it was very hard to ask a, a 10-year-old to be the only kid in the class, and he brought it home, but... It's amazing when, once you get that double line on the rat test, after having kind of, you know, thrown out lots of tests before, gosh, it comes up quick when you're positive. And our son was positive and we, we kind of, th- you know, threw, threw Don out of the house and opened up every door and window during a what was a polar snap and he didn't pass it on to anybody. <laughs>
0: So Don, you say you threw Don out of the house? I mean, literally within ten minutes or half an hour, he's
1: he just put dinner on the table. Yeah, um, I think he he we opened all the doors and got rid of the kid, and and he finished his dinner and, and then and then left.
0: And, and where did he go? <laughs>
1: uh, he went to our great friends Jay and Angeliki. They slapped a mattress down in the in their shed. <laughs> You know, you're know, you really getting the scoop here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's lucky that, you know, that man doesn't mind camping because, you know, he, he then um, spent the next 10 days there. In a shed. <laughs> <laughs> and, People mean, offered him more sort of fancier accommodation.
0: But was he trying to keep away from them in case he'd been exposed? Or well, something? yeah, you know, yeah. then you sort
1: of get this strange domino, don't you, sort of effect of...
0: And so tell us about your 10 days here. You've got your... Your partner in remission in a shed at a <laughs> friend's house, and you've got a young fellow with COVID. Well,
1: yes, I mean, you know, he, our kids were vaccinated, and um, perhaps as a result, it was very mild. I mean, I guess it's mild for children generally, anyway. And he was really fine within a, a day or so, and you know, it was almost. I didn't want him to have it badly, but watching him kind of um, in his pyjamas with a mask on, kicking a football around the house while everything is in chaos was kind of, you know, that was annoying as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and so, you're, I think it was after the change in rules, your other son could go to school, is that right?
1: He could go to school. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, we went and had a PCR test and he, he when, when we knew that he was negative, we, we sent him to school with a mask on.
0: And... Yourself, you stayed negative.
1: We stayed. We everyone else stayed negative. And I mean, that's just. I think it's probably just the dumb luck that we weren't infected before we realised that he was positive.
0: And, and and what about writing this book? It's such a such a beautiful book. I really recommend everyone get it. It's called Bedtime Story, and and it's a really emotional story about the treatment and about telling your children about the uh, diagnosis and mm. and all this stuff. How was it writing that book while this? Darkness, I guess, is going on in Melbourne. You're having to write Mm. a reasonably personal Mm. and dark story Mm. as well. Mm. I mean, what was your pandemic like?
1: Well, I, I, you know, that this book wasn't really hard to write because, in a way, it is actually about uh, how do we, what are the stories that get us through the dark? How do we, how do we find a way to kind of, you know, weave our own straw into gold? and find the the magic in, in dark times. So actually I feel like those stories helped me through, you know, a period where I guess um the existential questions we were asking ourselves throughout, you know, my my partner's brush with cancer then became questions everybody around the world were, were asking themselves.
0: And how did you set up? I mean, he's a writer as well, and yes. both. I don't know if he's on a deadline as well, but did, yeah. were you doing work days here as writers? Yes. Well, was, we, well, I mean, it-
1: we actually, we were lucky because we. Uh, I mean, Tony, you can see our. We have our own sheds, you know, um, out here, and. We we both had an office, you know, uh, so it wasn't like that kind of crazy scramble of other families where they're they're taking meetings in the bedroom. Um, you know, we both had a separate workspace from the house and and could go and and get work done. And
0: where are you now? You said it's a remission for Don, and yes. managed to dodge yes. COVID. Is it is it sort of a reasonably buoyant period?
1: I well, it is. I mean, I think that once you've maybe. Once you've faced uh, an experience where your mortality is sort of, you know, brought, or someone you love's mortality is is sort of in question, um, or uncertain as it always is, I suppose, uh, you know, one of the ways of actually um, talking about this is you then get to say, well, what, what is the best way to live? And I, that's why I think it's actually good to sort of talk to kids about seemingly dark things, because then you can actually say, well, you know, what, what is, how do you want best want to live your life? And I think that's what everybody has to ask themselves. And that's perhaps, you know, people have made radical changes in in their lives after COVID, because they've been forced to sort of, you know, um, look at what they, how they get meaning from the world. So um, they are good days. But I think when you, when people try to imagine that their life is going to be just like it was uh, at the end of, you know, 2019, that that's when the ghosts in the machine. I think that we're now in in a different period in 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 human history, and you know, we we have to. Uh, acclimatised to that.
0: And, and what about the the easing? I guess, you know, the sense that on the trains and the buses, how do you feel watching the world kind of open up when you know you've still got a vulnerable person? Do you, do you find it hard to watch?
1: I think that for those, um, you know, for so many young people to expect to fly out into the world and then, you know, really have your wings clipped it's that must have just been incredibly difficult. I'd love to think that we. I mean, now in Australia, there's more sort of COVID here per capita than anywhere in the world. Sometimes it can feel as though we're we're living in denial. You know, to some extent, it's a, such an interesting. You can make some really interesting observations about human beings, can't you? Through, after this, and how we really just do not want to have to think about our own extinction, you know. And I think that's you know why we don't want to have to look at climate change, you know. Too, it's just too much to take in, and so it's better to like not put your mask on on the tram and go out and have a grand time. I don't know. I think it's um, that that is strange to watch. But I partly I think it's. I fear for for them as much as as Don because, you know, I don't know that maybe you're all right after one bout of COVID and maybe, you know, you get it two or three times a year. But if that keeps on happening, what will that mean for everybody's health?
0: Well, that's what we've called it, COVID roulette, because we really don't know. No. And it's going to be... Yeah. Could be lucky, could be unlucky.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Well, thanks so much for chatting to me, Chloe. It's it's fascinating to... I mean, we've had our own little challenges with a child with a disability, but this is a... It would have been a scary time.
1: Yes, but I I also think, you know, (laughs) I, I... Look, I don't want to sound like Pollyanna, but I think good things have come out of this as well and maybe if people can actually find what's important to them in life through this challenge, then, um, that, then that's a good thing. Thanks, Chloe.
0: That's the end of the episode. I'm Tony Wilson. COVID Roulette is an Elphington Community Centre project and it has been funded through the Victorian Government's Local Community Access Grants Programme. It's conceived and produced by myself and Leanne Coglin. Our musical theme is from David Bridie. Our artwork from Lee Arkapoor. Thank you so much, Chloe Hooper. She's got many good books: The Tall Man, The Arsonist, but this latest one, Bedtime Story, is so beautiful. We're loving sharing these COVID stories. So if you've got a good one, please do get in touch. That's the end of the episode. There's so much COVID around. We're coming into winter. And so when the roulette ball is dancing on the wheel of COVID, give yourself the best odds possible. Be vaccinated.